Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Barefoot Church. Glad you're joining us this morning. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Brigantine. Blue skies and bright, bright sun. A uh, good beach day, but also a good day to breathe uh, the air. Um, I've been working a lot on family. Uh, nuclear family, mom and dad and kids, and the importance of family in so many ways. Um, you know, it, it, it seems to me that, that there, is a, there is a push to somehow disrupt family. Um, it seems to me that there is somehow uh, a move to make sure that family uh, is not important. And I wanted to uh, spend some time the last two weeks in, in my own soul uh, searching that and, and asking questions and, and sort of digging around a little bit. It, it puzzles me as to why there would be a, um, a move to destroy family, why there would be uh, an inclination to push aside the importance of family. And you know, I, I think of uh, relationships that I've seen with moms and dads, husband and wife, and also relationships between dad and children and mom and children, uh, whether it be daughters or sons, both relationships with dad and both relationships with mom are, are extremely important. Um, in, in, in prior lives, you know, in prior work, uh, I, I dealt a lot with family therapy. And I, I was intrigued with how healthy and how supportive families can be. Uh, I, I was very much aware of families working together to, to encourage, to lift up, to train. You know, the, the train up a child when they are, and, and then they, when they are old, they will not be far from it. And I, I am very much aware of what that means uh, in families. Where do children learn relationships? Where do children learn trust and honesty? Where do children learn how to express frustration or anger or sorrow and grief? Uh, where do children learn to, to speak in sentences and, and, and be, actually be somebody who is kind or gentle, uh, who is someone who is loving? And, and that's in family. That's in family. Um, I have very little respect for institutional work. I have very little respect for uh, outside influence. Uh, unless it is faith-based, unless it is centered in Jesus Christ, unless it is centered in, in other outside family members and coming together and, and making wholeness and completeness help in relationships, especially in families. And I, I would intend to do um, everything possible within a relationship of family members that, that we could possibly do, whether that be in the body of Christ, or whether that be in neighbors or friends, uh, how do we support, how do we encourage, how do we point to the, the absolute necessity of having moms and dads with children, and, and children, sons and daughters with moms, sons and daughters with dads. Um, so that's what I've been struggling with, that's what I've been playing with, that's what I've been working with uh, for, the, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, to begin with, then, I'd like to start in uh, Proverbs. It goes like this. Uh, the bottom line, and I'll abbreviate it, then I'll read it. Abbreviation is, follow your father's advice. Uh, this is speaking to the children. Follow your father's advice. 
And then the second line of this is, uh, don't wander from your mother's teachings. So follow your father's advice and don't, don't lead, don't wander from your mother's teachings. And then down a ways, for the sound advice, in other words, the father's sound advice, the good advice, uh, is a beacon. You know, a directional beacon that we, we can measure, we can, we can follow, we can know what, where we are. The sound advice of the father is a beacon. And the good teaching, the good teaching of mothers, uh, is a light. The good teaching of mothers is a light. Now, Proverbs 6 is where this is found. Proverbs 6, and, and starting with verse 20. And it goes uh, like this. Um, good friend, follow your fathers and good advice. Don't wander off from your mother's teachings. Wrap yourself in them from head to foot. So your, your father's advice, your mother's teaching, wrap yourself. Pull them in. From, from the very top of your head to the very bottom of your feet. Uh, in other words, cover yourself with the teachings, the advice of dad, the teachings of mom. Wear them like a scarf around your neck, something to be important, something to be noticed, something to, to, uh, to show. So be obvious about your mother's teachings. Be obvious about your dad's advice. Wear them like a scarf around your neck. Wherever you walk, they will guide you. Wherever you walk, the advice of your dad, the teachings of your mother, they will guide you. Wherever you rest, they will guard you. Um, so wherever we sit down to contemplate, wherever we sit down to eat, wherever we sit down to prop our feet up, um, the teachings of mom, the advice of dad will guard, will protect. When you wake up, they'll tell you what's next. So we've been asleep soundly and we wake up and we know from our dad's advice, we know from our mother's teachings already what kinds of things to expect, what kinds of things to see in the new day. For sound advice is a beacon. For good teaching is a light. Moral discipline, those things of dad's advice, those things of mom's teaching is a discipline for life's path, a discipline for life's path. And so here we have in Proverbs, the writing of Solomon, of King Solomon. We, we have the writing saying that you wanna have the guidance of the path, you wanna have the road cleared, you wanna understand what's going on, rely upon the teachings of mom, rely upon the good advice from dad. Now this is an interesting understanding because this is Old Testament talking about the relationship of families. That one of the purposes of families is that we learn advice, we learn teachings. We learn to understand what a beacon is. We understand what light is. We understand what good guidance in discipline is. Uh, did you ever experience discipline in your life? Uh, did you understand what discipline has down the road for you? Did you understand that discipline has us follow a path? because we know good morals. We have understandings of moral relationships in all the other relationships of life. Our dealings in business, our dealings with neighbors, our dealings with each other, that we understand what moral is. We understand what it is to be trusting or truthful or honest or kind or gentle. We understand what it is to support, build up, encourage. 
just as it is we understand how to handle frustration, how to handle those times of sorrow, how to handle those times of absolute great joy and celebration, how to understand those times of anger. And that all comes from family, from the nuclear family, from the family relationships, and the teachings of mom, the advice of dad. I want to turn to a little, a little other place, and that is in, in 1 John, uh, the writings of 1 John, uh, chapter 3. And it goes like this. Now, now this, is, this is talking about um, a relationship with God the Father. So John, uh, chapter, 1 John, uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 1. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. So John's writing here is talking about God loved us so much that we can be called his children. God loves us so much that we can be called his children. So as a child of the king, of a child of God, as a child, a son, a daughter of, of the king of the universe, because of God's love of us, uh, is how we know that we're children. How we know that we're loved is because we are loved so much that we are a child of the king. We are a son of God. We are a son, a daughter, a relationship of family with God. Uh, the next part of that is uh, we are allowed to be called children of God. And then the next phrasing is, and that is what we are. So John is telling us that we are loved so much by God that we can be called a son, we can be called a daughter of God. And then John adds, because it's exactly what we are. We are son, we are daughter of the Most High. We are son, we are daughter because of God's love of us. And that speaks then to our families. Again, we have a relationship where mom loves the child, dad loves the child so much the child knows this is my daddy this is my mommy this is dad this is mom this is my father this is my mother and the parents know i love this one so much i want the very best for them i love this one so much in the direction in the advice in the discipline in the teaching that i want the very best for my son i want the very best for my daughter and we can get that in no other place. We can get the teaching of the father, the mother of Jesus Christ. We can get the teaching from father, from mother of God and his relationship, his love of us. Can you remember, can you think of a daughter? Can you think of a son, a child who understands the love of family and then understanding the love of God in their life? that God made them, God created them even before they had their first breath. God knew their name and loved them so much that he sent his son, Jesus, on their behalf, on the child's behalf, on the mom's behalf, on the father's behalf. A family relationship, one of love so great that we know it is of God. Another place that's very interesting is, is found uh, not in 1 John, but in the book, the Gospel of John. Uh, and it goes like this. 
the Gospel of John, the uh, 14th chapter. And we'll start with, with the verse 1. Now, um, the, the, the translation I'm using, or the interpretation I'm using, is the message. Uh, I like the message because it uses commonplace idioms and commonplace understandings in, in today's world. Uh, I like the message because he remains true to the scripture, but in a way that, that really touches us in, in different ways. Um, do, I, do I understand that he is true to the Greek or true to the Hebrew? No, that's not the intent. The intent is to communicate what the meaning is. And, and so I use this uh, to, to help us understand. So looking at uh, the Gospel of John, um, chapter 14. Uh, don't let this throw you. So Jesus is talking. He's talking to his disciples, and, and in the same manner, manner, then, he is talking with us. So he warns them, don't let this throw you. In other words, I'm going to say some things, but don't get confused by it. Don't, don't get upset by it. So Jesus starts out, don't let this throw you. Uh, you trust in God, don't you? Um, trust in me, then. So Jesus is saying, okay, you, you trust in God. You, you believe in God. You, you understand the, uh, God, the Father. And Jesus says also then, um, trust me. Trust me. So the bottom line is, uh, trust me, Jesus tells us. And then he continues. There is plenty of room for you in my Father's house. And again, there's plenty of room. And some, some uh, translations have this. There, there are mansions for you. I have built a house for you. There are, in this way, there's plenty of rooms. Don't worry about not having a room. Don't worry about not having a place to dwell. Don't worry about having, not having a place to be your abode. That, that there's plenty of room. There's plenty of rooms in my father's house, in my father's home. And this is Jesus speaking. If it weren't so, would I have told you that I'm going on my way to get your room ready for you? So Jesus is saying, I'm, 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 I'm going. I'm going to go and get your mansion ready. I'm going to go and, and make sure everything's prepared. And the wording here, prepared, means to go and make ready. To go and get ready, that when you arrive, it's all there for you. To go and build your mansion, that when you arrive, it's there. Go and get your room ready, that everything is in place, everything is prepared, that when you walk in, you know that you are welcome that we've been planning for your arrival. We have been expecting you. Finally, you're here. Welcome, welcome to your, to your room, to your home, to your mansion. And so Jesus is telling his disciples that, and he's telling us that. Um, I'm going to get your room ready for you. And if I'm on my way to get your room ready, then Jesus says, I'll come back. I'll come back and get you so that you can live, you can abode, you can breathe the same air I do, you can be in the same place I am. Where I live, you will live. Where I have my dwelling, you will be with me in the dwelling. And then Jesus continues, you, again, to, to the disciples and to us, you already know the road I'm taking. So Jesus tells about this room being ready and he's gonna go and prepare, and then he'll come back and get us and take us to that room, the same place he's living, he's dwelling, his abode is. And you already know the road I'm taking. 
So this is the message that Jesus was giving to his friends, to the disciples. And this is the message that Jesus is giving to us. Now, a problem, a problem arose. Jesus says, you already know the road. You already know the path to take. You already know how to get there. One of the disciples, Thomas, says, Lord, um, I have no idea where you're going. I have no idea what you're talking about. And since I don't know where you're going, how do you expect me to know the road? I don't know the directions. I don't know where you're going. I don't know how to get there because I have no idea what the road is or the path is or the direction. My GPS can't even register because I have no idea what to put in. So Thomas questions Jesus. What are you talking about, Master? What are you talking about, Lord? We don't know where you're going. How would we possibly know the road to get there? We don't know how far. We don't know which corners. We don't know how to get there. You haven't told us where you're going. We haven't told us what the directions are. And so Jesus talks about making the room and preparing and going and then coming back and that you already know how to get there. And Thomas says, nah, it ain't so, Jesus. It ain't so. Jesus then responds specifically to Thomas, but to the other disciples and to us. Jesus responds to us. Jesus said, I am the road. Now, the Greek here is, is the ego ami. It's the I, I am. So Jesus says, I, I am the road. In other words, I'm the path. I'm the way. I'm the, I'm the direction. I, I'm everything you expected in order to understand the directions of what corners to turn, what paths to take, how far to go. I am the road. And then he says, I, I am the truth. Now, the truth here doesn't mean, you know, true or false. Uh, the truth here is, I am the truth. I don't point to the truth. I don't talk the truth. I am the truth. So when I talk to you, I, I am the truth. I don't point to the truth. I don't describe the truth. I don't speak of the truth. I am the truth. There is no other truth. Jesus is the truth. So Jesus is the road, not a road, the road. It's not describing where you go on the road. Jesus is the road. Jesus is the truth. And then the third one he says is, I, I am the life. And the life here um, means the, the, not only the breathing, the breath, but the life here means the abundance of living. So Jesus says, I don't point to the life. I don't describe the life. I don't tell you how to live. No, I am the life. Jesus himself is our life. And the life here, again, is abundance. It is the entirety of our living. It is in the entirety of our existence. So Jesus says, I am uh, the road. I, I am the truth. Not one truth, the one and only truth. And then he says, I'm the life. And again, not a life, not a description, but I am the one and only life. I'm the one and only path, the road, I'm the one and only. I am the one and only truth, the truth. I am not 
different kinds of life. I am the one and only life. And this is Jesus's response to Thomas. This is Jesus's response to the disciples gathered. And this is Jesus's response to us. I am the road. I am the truth. I am the life. And then he continues. No one, nobody, no how, gets to the Father. Nobody gets to have a relationship with God. Nobody gets to know God. Nobody gets to understand or be with the Father apart from me. It's only with me, it's only through me, says Jesus, that anyone knows God. It is only through me, says Jesus, that anybody can know the Father. People can say, oh, I know God. People, I, 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 I follow this way, or I follow this path, or I follow this truth. No, there's only one path, only one road. There's only one truth. There's only one life, and there's only one way to get to God. There's only one way to be in the presence of Father, and that is Jesus. And that's what Jesus says here. Nobody gets to the Father apart from me. Nobody understands or is in relationship or with God except for Jesus. And then he continues, if you really knew me, if you, in other words, if you know me, if, you're, if you believe me, if, you, if you're in relationship with me, then you know the Father. If, if you believe in me, if you're in relationship with me, Jesus says, you know my Father as well. And then he says, from now on, because you know me, you do know him, for you have even seen him. So as we believe Jesus, as we trust Jesus, as we say, God, I trust you, Jesus, I trust you, Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my deliverer, my salvation, the one who gives me strength, the one who gives me life eternal. Only then will I recognize in seeing Jesus in my life, accepting him and being in my life, presence of Holy Spirit dwelling within, giving me quickness and encouragement and guidance as my friend, as my guide, as my comforter, as my advocate, as my paraclete. Then I also have seen God in my life and the lives around me. So how, how do we know then this Jesus? How do we know the special relationship? Knowing the road, knowing the truth, knowing the life. And that is because of moms and dads, dads who give good advice, moms who give good teaching, who point to God, who point with a relationship to Jesus and he, how he goes before us preparing, how he goes before us waiting for our arrival with a big room that is prepared and ready and a welcome sign. One that gives joy and laughter, one that gives excitement, and things never experienced, only imagined. One that gives us the hope. One who gives us the future. And it's in Jesus, and only Jesus, that we have the hope. It is Jesus, and only Jesus, in whom we have 
our future. The one who created us, the one who provides the road and the truth and the life, the one who holds our future, Jesus, says, I went to prepare and I'll come again for you. That where you are now, I will take you to be with me in the place that I prepared. What a message for us. Um, what a message for us in this time. What a message for families and the importance of children, sons and daughters, and parents, moms and dads. What a time for us to take seriously the task that we are in. What a time to take seriously our relationship with the Lord, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, and Father. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word, the word Jesus, in our life. We thank you for the name Jesus in our life. Lord, we thank you for the road, Jesus. For the truth, Jesus. For the life, Jesus. For the one who beckons, who encourages, who holds us in his hand, Jesus. For the one who gives us hope, who allows us to have hope and vision and great expectation for the morrow, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this time together as body of Christ, that we can lift each other up and encourage, lift each other up with hope and health and wholeness and completeness. The one who can lift us up, Lord, and prepare us, Jesus. Jesus, in whose name we pray now, amen. God's blessings with you, uh, love to you, Jesus.